a Shishkin Productions podcast. Trevor Noah, he's leaving the Daily Show. You know, whatever. So long, Trevor. Yeah, he's joining Sizzle Reel. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, Chris, you have an hour to clean out your desk. I'm at the cell. Oh god. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Sizzle Yo, Reel Podcast. We, we are out here. We're in here. We're out here. Oh. I don't know which one is. I think we're outdoors. We're recording we're, we're Schrodinger's cat. tonight. Yeah, with Schrodinger's Sizzle Reel. Uh huh. Yes. You never know where it is. One you foot out the door, one foot still in it. No, we're we're just a this a rare nighttime record. We're back in the nighttime space. Yeah, that's only partially because it's starting to get dark early. That's a good point. But it is slightly after work hours. Yeah, we're out here enjoying a little. Uh, I'm enjoying enjoying a little gin. Yeah, yeah. You know me, mate. Yeah, enjoying a bit of gin. A month spot, ago, spot a gin, spot a gin. A month ago, this would have been a summer sipper. This would have been a summer sipper, and now it's a fall sipper. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't have anything to run or whatever made sense. Um, Chris, uh, man, we got a we got a pretty pretty incredible show lined up today. I'm super excited about this one. We're yeah. gonna unveil we're gonna a brand new segment. Yeah, debut. Well, we're gonna try. Assuming we, we have a guest in the second half. Even we're if we sure don't yet. have a guest, I think we should still do it just to kind of get the kinks out oh, and right. see what how yeah. it could go. Don't, don't kink shame. But, uh, I just did. Um, Matt King just emailed Chris. He said, put some time on my calendar for next week to discuss our liquid death iteration. Chris and Matt King are starting a company. After <laughs> Matt King true. learned that liquid death was worth almost a billion dollars, he said, we need to start making water. Yes. So that's, yes. that's what's happening. We'll, we'll sell it to the people in uh, Michigan and that's, Mississippi. Oh, that's fucked up. Chris. Alabama. That's fucked up. Chris, you know what? Well, I'm a true capitalist. It's what it sounds like. It's a problem. Uh, why don't you let the people know where they can find us on the socials? Uh, we are at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com. Please send us an email. No one sends send us emails. It's almost like nobody listens. It's crazy. And of course, <laughs> we have the Sizzle Real Cold Line. Brr. That is 332-333-4361. Call in. Leave a message. That That's an icy cold line. Brr. Be careful. Brr. Put some gloves on when you call in because yeah. that shit, it will freeze your hand up. So the reason it's called the cold line, as you might know, is because no one's going to pick up. It goes straight to voicemail. You don't have to talk to a real human being. It's ice so cold. If no you... one picks up, no one calls in. It's cold both <laughs> ways. It's just fucking, it's a tundra. It's a fucking tundra line. Um, yeah, that's right. It goes straight to voicemail. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, if you have social anxiety and you, you don't want to talk to a person, well, yeah. don't worry. You, we're not going to talk to you. We're just yeah. going to play your voice over the air and then make fun of it. Honestly, the chances are good that we won't even play it. It might just be a shitty message. Yeah, know? that's so true. It's, we, we, we do. Yeah, we, sc- like we screen to, the calls. We do screen them because yeah. we've like, sh- should I be honest? Yeah. We had like 3,500 calls in the last month that were left voicemails and mm-hmm. I just they weren't good enough they just really not a cut, not not up one. to our standard they weren't cutting it um chris uh what, um i'll tell you what i've been doing this week and then mm. you can tell me what you've been doing so okay i've had a pretty fucking crazy week i've been working on a lot of shit um we're working with some agency right now i won't say their name but we're kind of doing some rip reels for them so they can try to go like sell these things i don't know yeah. they got pitches basically right and so we're tasked with creating like little sizzle reels. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's in the name. We're tasked with creating <gasps> sizzle reels. Uh, every time we say the name of the show, you got to drink. Uh, we're tasked with creating sizzle reels. Um, 
And it's cool because they're internal, right? So we can use anything we want. We can use any music yeah. we want. We can use any footage we want. So it's yeah. actually kind of nice. A lot of creative freedom. It's it's really cool. And with any creative project, you know how it is. Like when you're the one doing the creativity and then like it just sucks to get notes back on your creativity. But that's the fucking profession, you know? Yep. When people are like, yeah, uh, you got this wrong. And you're like, fuck, man. <laughs> I wish there was no wrong answers. But guess there are wrong yeah. answers uh so i've been busy as fuck with that this week which leads me to say you came up with the show this week so this one's all on you this incredible yeah, show that's how you know it's You've, gonna be just just swell just swell what have you been doing well the week started with uh we were doing the goal of the year and save of the year videos for major league soccer and that was kind of a rush job you know like we basically got the list and on Friday, we got the footage on. We kind of had the footage, but we couldn't really start on it until Monday, and everything was due on Tuesday and today. So we had a pretty long day on Tuesday. Uh, I was going to say it's probably something that, like, it just snuck up, and everyone was like, oh, shit, that's right. We got to do this. Because, yeah. like, I think that if we had just started it, like, the week before, like, even just spent one day. Oh, yeah. It would be, it would have been, like, you know, we could have just dug through our you know, archive and like actually made it. I don't know. Right. It's a, it's well, a, the, a part of it too, there was a miscommunication on deliverables and what we thought was a one minute video was supposed to be five to seven minutes long. And that yeah. was times two. So right. we were really in scramble mode there. And then, you know, I didn't even think about this until like we were delivering the finals, but I was like, man, this is actually uh 34 videos. <laughs> like, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Oh yeah. It was a lot. <laughs> you, you don't think about that shit. Cause you're like, oh, okay. Like we're going to do all oh, the, the candidates for the goal of the year. Cool. But then you think about it and you're like, Oh, including all the social cuts and all of this and the individual cuts. It's like, mm -hmm. it ends up being a ton that I find that happens on every project. Mostly nowadays, you right. know, where it's like everything is more deliverable than you think. Yeah. There's, you know, one by ones, nine by 16, you know, 16 by nines, and then four the by fives. Yeah. So technically it was actually 36 deliverables. You include the, oh, cleans. the cleans. Yeah. True. yeah. yeah I forgot about the cleans. Um, and then Wednesday, Wednesday was a, a, a slow day. So we took advantage of it and we went to, Oh, yeah. The Wednesday, we went to the Times Square Olive Garden. We sure did. And we were family. It was good. When you're there, you're familia. And we were familia. <laughs> um, no, we got real familia with the pasta. We fucking ate that shit up. Oh, it was delicious. Yeah. I had it became salad, a part of me. Salad, breadsticks, and soup, the endless deal. Sure. It was delicious. I had a steak. I, 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 must, had, I must had like 10 breadsticks. I fucking. Good for you. I, well, I mean, you're going to be a breadstick for Halloween, maybe, right? I was thinking about it. I'm trying, but I can't find the costume. Mm. Anywhere. Maybe, maybe you got to freshly bake it. Uh, maybe I should just wrap myself up in a bunch of breadsticks. <laughs> pretty hilarious. <laughs> then, um, uh, then I also just started a an episode. Can I say it? No, I don't think so. I, I started on a series that... So I've never... It's, it's with Complex, but I've never worked on an episode of this show. Oh, wait, you can see it. Yeah, they posted the trailer two days ago. Perfect. Uh, it's a show called Pizza Wars, and last year I did, I think, the season two trailer for it, and I also did the like title intro sequence that they still use to this day because this it's day. so fucking dope. I actually really did enjoy that edit. I thought I did a good job with it, and that clearly they did too because they're still using it. So started that. It's been pretty mindless so far just because we're at the very beginning of the process i'm just doing string outs uploading yeah. them i mean for the, for the next week you're basically on like 
this, which maybe for the next couple of weeks, actually, I don't even know. We'll see yeah, what happens. But I like it, though. It's it's yeah, you're, you're going to be in like more. I don't know. Not to say long form because that's not super long form, but longer form storytelling. Sure. mode. Whereas like I'm in straight up sizzle, like half my brain is in sizzle land and the other half of my brain is in like corporate land. Yeah. Um, even but though it, I really should start working on the Street Fort Dock at some point. <laughs> I, I thought about that like three different times today, and I, I was know. like, I'm not going to bring it up to I him. Know, it's I just going to stress it's, him out. It's. Uh, I'll get to it, though. I'll get to it. It's going to be fine. Um, uh, yeah. It's good, too. Our former guest of the, the show, Brian Mann, uh, he has yeah. he, he plays some role in that series. It's, you know, it's a First We Feast product, and he... Yeah. I think he's an EP with First We Feast now. So I think so. I'm not too sh- I'm not too clear on it, but I believe so. Something like but that. But he's gonna be um he's gonna come on the show at some point. He was supposed to come by the office today, but then he ended up uh, having a lot of shit come up, and then he's yeah. going to LA tomorrow or something. Yeah, so eh, well, that's he's all right. For a we'll minute. see him soon. Yeah. Um, I was gonna take this moment to bring on our special guest, but it looks like he took his headphones off, so I think he's leaving. Is that true? Yes. Okay, he's headed out, okay. so we don't have a guest today. So let's just get into the show. Yes. Yeah. So, big uh, fan of the show, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we'll have you on some other time. Peace, man. They go on at eight, so I can make it. All right. So let's let's kick this off. All right. So, the rundown. You know, I just kind of looked at, at the film news as, as we so often do. Yes. A few things stood out, and we're going to start out with Netflix confirming an ad tier to launch in November. Oh, and uh, the, okay, they, I know they, we're gonna start off with that one. Yeah, why not? Uh, and they also revealed. I didn't. I didn't write them down in order. No, uh, they also revealed pricing for a a cheaper basic plan. Mm-hmm. So it looks like on November third, they're launching Netflix Basic with ads, and it's priced at six ninety nine a month, which is a few dollars cheaper than it currently is. So here, here's what I'm gonna say. I. I hate ads in general, but I'm glad that they're doing it in a way where the ad supported tier is cheaper as opposed to making free. At least they're not making the 999 ad supported and then increasing the price for people who don't want ads. No, that is bullshit. It should be free. If you were watching ads, you, it should be free. Yeah. But how do you figure? Because if you, if you're you right. pay for I mean, cable, you're right. you pay for cable. That's a good yeah, point. That's a good you still point. have but that. Ad, I, that doesn't mean I agree with it, though. You know, yeah, like, ads are supposed to pay the fucking bills. Yeah, look, I agree, but we live in a capitalist hellscape, so I'm just happy that those three dollars a month not being added onto my plan. Yeah, uh, uh, or my mom's plan. I, I, I think I don't need Netflix in my life. Like I, I could if, if Netflix went off the face of the earth tomorrow it would not affect me. I just don't care about like, I mean, I'm sure it would affect me in some way because those jobs would have to go somewhere. And then those people would come into certain spaces where we are, whatever. My point is this, I don't watch Netflix. I never will. It's like, well, I watch some Netflix, but it's not what it used to be. That's for damn sure. They, you know, so speaking of Netflix, I I sent this tweet in our Slack channel. They put out, what was it? Like a thousand something original shows this year or something like that. Episodes. Episodes, episodes, a yeah. thousand and like a thousand two hundred or a thousand twenty, yeah, something like, something like that. Over a thousand original uh, episodes. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, fucking nuts. I think that's. It's weird. That, I mean, everyone knows their strategy by this point is quantity ju- over quality. Exactly. Just you know, throw a bunch of shit at the wall and something's gonna stick. But it's kind of for me, it's a double edged sword. It's because they're so 
so frequently just ejecting on good series that have fan bases, just ending it, you know, two, two or three seasons in without giving it a proper finale, whatever you do that enough and people stop trusting you and they, they won't get involved with a new series because they know that there's a chance that it's just going to get pulled eventually. Like it's the same thing that Google does. You know, Google has so many different services that they come out with over the years that just, you know, after a few years, they just stopped supporting it completely. Like they just did it with Google Stadia just a a month or two ago. I think they kind of every month announced the new one that they're going to like fucking stop supporting. (laughs) Or there's, or or now it's blah, blah, blah. Like Google share is now Google meet or whatever. I don't like makeup random names for everything. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, hangouts is just part of Gmail now and it's just, just so many different things that, you know, you learn to not trust that company and their products anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, yeah, like I said, I, I okay. There's one thing on Netflix that I kind of do want to watch, and that's the mole. But you know, I'll figure out a way to watch the mole. I don't sure, need. To, sure. I'm not going to pay for uh, for Netflix. Um, but yeah, no, that that number just kind of stunned me though. That they made like a, over a thousand episodes of fucking stuff. Well, like, well, let's try crazy. to break it down a because little bit. Because that doesn't even include their like their properties that they've like bought rights to you know what i mean so this is this this is a thousand episodes of original content they've created yes am i wrong so i mean if you think about it it's 10 10 months well so there how many episodes would you say 10 to 20 episodes per you know uh, per show yeah so that's between 50 and 100 shows that they're supporting all at once i don't know if that's right or not i'm just guessing but they they also no i'm sorry i'm sorry this was in q3 this wasn't even all year this was in q3 this was in q3 this was now variety variety headline netflix released record-breaking 1024 original tv episodes in q3 more than five times any other service i'm curious how much of that is like documentary versus scripted i mean not to say that that's not still very difficult to do but yeah you're you're talking about 341 episodes a month that's wild divided by 30 let's say it's like 11 episodes a day that's that's nuts like so 11 no no one knows what these are it's like Like, a season of tv a day that's fucking wild right but 11 episodes is like a season basically uh, a season might be 12 i guess it depends you know what i mean i everything's gotten compressed yeah you know it used to be 22 episodes in a season right Right, something like that i don't know it's just fucking nuts Oh, hello. We have a new guest who has arrived. Well, well, well. Amy is here. Yeah, both mics are hot, so you can pick whichever one you want. Um, either way, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, let's move Let's move on, Chris. What else do you got in this rundown? You you planned a very robust first half of the show. Yeah, well, we didn't have, you know, it's been, it's been tough. I, I didn't it's know what we were going to talk about. Uh, so, you know, we talk about AI a lot. Just Alan Iverson? Yeah, yeah. The nasty handles, bro. The answer? The answer. Yeah. Um, we talk about the answer a lot. This is a, uh, a no film school article about how AI is one step closer to making movies without us. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, it's just <laughs> talking about this website called this movie does not exist dot uh, org. And it's just like a little AI generator where you can click create your uh, create new movie and it will just um it creates a, it, it cre- a plot line or like a, a, a what's it called a um a log line a, log line, a, title, a title and a poster yeah and a poster and obvi- the posters are mostly like gibberish because you know those AIs aren't great with 
with letters. Yeah. Uh, but for example, I just created a new movie. This one's called Carla, My Love. <laughs> Carla receives a letter from his fiance. Oh, a young soldier who has departed to France in 1944. So. Okay. So it's just, yeah, I mean, whatever. It's look. It's are, basically like a, a little writing prompt. This one yeah. is The Beyonder. A young woman in ancient Greece must find a way to stop a war from happening. You know what I would say? It's kind of generic, I will say. You know what I would say is if I was teaching like a film class, like a filmmaking class, I would assign, I would break the students into like groups of like four and be like, hey, you have to use this movie does not exist.org to create a short film. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's kind of fucking cool. That's really the idea or like, you know, the practical use of it is as a writing prompt. This yeah. one, the last one I'll do. The great and final joke. <laughs> a, a girl is alone at home and someone make her a joke that it could kill her. <laughs> And then, Yo, then, the, then the poster is Let's just kind of like a, a 3D animation thing <laughs> with, with like a totem pole of it, young women. And it's all animated. It really looks like kind of like Shrek vibes. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of like mythological furry creatures like like they look like out in the Peruvian mountains. They kind of look like Sully from uh, from Monsters Inc., but sure. like less colorful, just more like Yeti looking. Yeah, that's yeah. actually hilarious. I would. Can you screenshot that? I'm gonna yeah. write that movie. Dude. I'm literally gonna write a short called "The Great and Final Joke," and we're gonna make it. <laughs> we got Amy here, by the way. Amy, what's, what's up? What's up? Hello. Thanks for having me. Hey, you know what? Our our past guest dipped on us live on the show, so we're happy wow. though, that you these things happen. Uh, the one I just generated is called "The Last Girl." And it says, in a post-apocalyptic world, a young girl must find a way to survive in the ruins of her city. That would crush as a Netflix series. Yeah. Maybe Netflix should use this. Uh, maybe this that's is what the they're doing. This is what they've been doing all the time. <laughs> oh my We've God. cracked that the Netflix code. Be what it is. It's like when uh, the, what was it? Um, the family, the joke about Family Guy that South Park made where they were using like whales to poke oh, yeah. balls around to come up with their the, shit. The manatees. Yeah, Manatees. Manatees nuts. Uh, where, you, where else are you taking us, Chris, in this first half? Uh, so this one is podcast related because, hey, oh, we're on a podcast. This, this is, is uh, an article from Variety.com. Spotify laid off at least 38 podcast employees, unions say. Uh, streamer Damn. made job cuts amid cancellation of, ori of 11 original shows produced by Gimlet and Parcast Studios. Cancellation or did they go to another network or like go off on their own i wonder uh well it says spotify terminated them uh, i think they probably the were, canceled them i think what's happening with podcasts in general this is a contentious take so as someone who makes shows and i would love to get paid to make shows but uh i'm gonna sound like a uh, like a, like a dick like a anti-union guy and i'm not but what i'm trying to say is i think that the the kind of pendulum is swinging back like podcasts blew up and now they're coming back down to earth and i think a lot of people listen to them a lot because of the pandemic and now i think people are getting back into normal life and they're like i don't listen to many podcasts anymore yeah. um, part of it is that i think part of it is also that like they're just not i mean that leads into the following is that you just aren't seeing a return on podcasts you're not seeing at ad money come in the well, reason it's, that it's so saturated like yeah i think uh, of the 
the 11 shows being canceled like four or five of them are like true crime stuff there's crime no. show yeah. there's medical murders there's female criminals there's crimes of passion there's urban well, legends yeah i mean like, it was like a bubble right like exactly. all bubbles burst eventually so that's i think, what I think they spread is. themselves too thin they yeah. were just like you know what people are eating this shit up let's make a hundred fucking shows about this and then like people are like no no we, we just like the good ones and I now, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that you sound like a dick. I think that's just a, a realistic take about what's actually happening. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, it, it's also one of those things where podcasts are one of the few mediums that have advertisements that you can just straight up skip immediately. As soon as it comes yeah. on, skip 15, 15, 15. Like, I'm, I don't listen yeah. to it. Sorry. I never. Yeah, I always skip I also, the ads. I don't know how... I, I skip them all the time, too. I don't know how ad revenue... I don't know how transparent ad revenue is in podcasts. Um, I think like you can obfuscate it a little bit, but I think the more and more transparent it becomes, the lower and lower and lower the price of making a show is going to go. Because like, I don't know, we were getting these, you know, from Anchor, they were giving us like a price on ads that we could run on Mm -hmm. like germs pod right sure and it was 13 to 15 dollars cpm so per thousand listens per thousand downloads whatever downloads so that's 13 bucks for a thousand downloads right like to put that into perspective 20 people listen to this show so (laughs) and i don't know how many listen to like the most listened to shows but I mean, could we could we look that up? Yeah, look it up. Google fingers. I, I just want to say I'm sitting here without a phone, a tablet, a computer. I'm just you're, I'm just raw you're raw dog in the here. show. <laughs> so I but let's say, anything that I'm contributing is off the dome. I mean, know? let's say like a million. Let's say you get a million downloads. Yeah. Right? Um, damn, I hate when zeros are involved with fucking math. But like a million downloads, let's you get thirteen dollars per thousand. So. Divide it by a thousand, and uh, that's a thousand times thirteen. So it's thirteen thousand, right? So thirteen thousand dollars if you get a million downloads. But okay, on your show. but like that's that's crazy. Like that that's, is that's crazy. very low. That's very that's low. Very but I'm also, low. I mean, I don't really know how it works, but you know. Also, these other podcasts don't they have sponsors? Like, I think people actually sponsor sponsorship them. money so is I absolutely think, part well, of it. Well, that's what I'm yeah, saying. So I, I think, think that it's a little bit like it's not super transparent. Right. Where like you have to you come up with your own deals that that because when you're making when you're getting those sponsor deals, you still are like you have to present to them some kind of sure. metrics to close the of deal. Course, you don't yeah. just like they don't just come to you and go here's hundred twenty five thousand dollars or yeah. whatever. You have to like say hey. This is how much average listeners we get. This is how much, you know, and then you have to come back to them later and go, so here's how the episodes did. And then they judge whether their spend was worth it or not. I think that at its core, a lot of it is based around like CPM. Well, isn't the? I mean, if you have a sponsored, you know, episode or whatever, I feel like, yeah, the metrics are important, but also they should be able to know if the spend was worth it because they're. Like, did people visit your site? Did they use the code? Did you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's true. It's true. I guess that. Yeah. So, I mean, that and I, you know, and I think when you're reaching millions of people, it might not have an immediate payoff, but in the long run, it's like your name is going to be like drilled into yeah, their like head. Re- recognition. So it makes again, sense. it's just all you know bullshit I, ad stuff. I think but. at one point we talked about like how 
just how far ahead, uh, maybe a, far ahead is not a great way to put it, but like how much more money better help was sinking into pods. Uh, like they were, I think more than double the second place uh, advertiser in terms oh, really? of amount of money spent yeah. on, on, on ads for podcasts. And that's the only reason people know them is really because I don't even know them. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. I, d- I, don't, I, prob- I, don't I probably those. know them through podcasts. I, I mean, know them we, we've made, I also know they're corrupt as fuck. But. I think we make about f- what fifty cents per year per listener to this show, <laughs> something like that. Um, maybe, yes, that's probably right. Roughly, that's probably right. And we've done you know a hundred episodes. We've but marketing. Hun- marketing is the most important part. And it's like, I think that if we actually put time into marketing stuff, then like maybe we get listeners. But maybe at if the we same put time, time in- if I'm putting time into marketing stuff, that means I'm putting money into marketing stuff. That yeah. Means I'm losing money. I'm 100%. never going to make back yeah, enough money. Like Chris said, it's just oversaturated. There's just, there's just so many podcasts. It's like. So, I think, I think the core of this problem of them laying off 38 people isn't like isn't that they laid off 38 people it's the way that they did it because it says that spotify a letter from the union says spotify gave employees as little as an hour to close out their work even though they needed to collect sources tell guests that episodes weren't airing file expenses download personal paperwork including pay stubs and finish putting out episodes yeah so literally they like fired them and were like you have an hour to get out (laughs) a a union statement included the line yesterday spotify chose to create chaos instead of treating employees with the dignity and respect they deserve yeah um you know that's it i mean i you know what it really comes down to is people don't listen to fucking podcasts on spotify they just don't i do like, but most people don't like this is saying right here that their decision to make most of Gimlet and Parcast show Spotify exclusive caused a steep drop in listeners as high as three quarters of the audience dropped off. Wow. So it's like it, it makes sense because yeah, not I mean, very many people listen to podcasts on Spotify. Like yeah. it, it, you segment the audience. I was it's actually not, talking to on Rounds of Sound. I was yeah. talking to Nick. I think I think it was on Rounds of Sound. Maybe I don't remember, but I was talking to someone because they were like. You know what? It was talking to Damon. I was talking to Damon okay. the other night and I was like, you know, he was like, damn, that's a really good concept for the show. I said, yeah, it is good. But the problem is it's Spotify exclusive because that's the only way we can right. play full songs. So what do we do? We take our audience. We segment it first into people who can listen on Spotify. So that becomes our segment that we're targeting. Right. Mm-hmm. Then we segment it even further because you have to have Spotify premium to hear the fucking songs. So we're just segmenting a segment. So we're like we're targeting a tiny sliver. That's so true. if we can, you know, how are you going to be successful when you're targeting a tiny sliver? You know, yeah. even I listen to podcasts on Overcast. It says Rounds of Sound has been uh, like is, is a dead show and it doesn't exist because you know, it doesn't post anywhere but Spotify. I'm actually I'm yeah. getting conflicting numbers because on this is from statisticsanddata.org. Um, the most popular podcast platform is Spotify with 25% and Apple Podcasts is second with 20%. But then there's another one from Podcast 360 that YouTube is now the most popular podcast platform that makes in the sense. world. That makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Yeah. People like YouTube is just omnipresent. I don't I personally listen to the, listen to things on on Overcast. My point isn't like that that it Spotify is by any means a small platform. Well, I think the problem yeah. is making anything exclusive. exclusive. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. hundred percent. I, mean, I mean, I only listen to Spotify because I use, like I have a Spotify that I use for music, yeah. but if I had, you know, Apple music, like I mean, it, I wouldn't, right. if you, if you why make, why would I use Spotify? Yeah, I'm not. Well, personally, I'm not going to use any 
I won't listen to a show that's exclusive to Apple Podcasts. Like, I don't like that right. platform. I don't right. think it's good. Well, I don't even have it on my phone, I don't think. Yeah. I, I'm no. sure it comes pre I deleted it. I deleted it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't use it. I, I, but I use Overcast. But Overcast, like, it harvests all the libraries, right? Unless, like, it's exclusive. That I think it it's funny that we're talking about exclusivity. And then we're going <laughs> to, right after this, we're going to run an ad about an exclusive podcast. It's true. But, hey, look, I mean. But we're I, forced into that. I say we, it all yeah, around the sound all the time. I say that I hate Spotify. Yeah. And I say fuck them and like that's just how i feel like that's i have, how you nothing, know I have not nothing to lose man yeah they're not listening no one no one's listening to any show it's all a big fucking scheme it's smoke and mirrors um i think we're we've had a, a really long first segment already i haven't been yeah. really keeping time but i, I think we we want to hit out, a couple things uh just just this last one we can skip the trevor noah he's leaving the daily show you know whatever so long trevor yeah uh but this one i thought you would be interested in he's joining sizzle reel <laughs> oh shit Chris you have an hour to clean out your desk I'm at the uh, <laughs> oh god um, this one I thought you'd be interested in because uh, he's one of your favorite directors uh, this is also from no, no Film School filmmakers are outraged by the Academy's disqualification of Apollo 10 and a half so Apollo 10 and a half is it's a bummer I is, feel like he worked a long time on that yeah I'm sure he did uh, it's gonna be on Netflix in a month but it's a Richard Linklater film and it's kind of about the uh, the 1969 moon landing through the memories of a boy who imagines traveling there himself uh, and to depict it link later you utilized like a blend of animation styles uh, created by almost 200 animators and it it's kind of reminiscent the the style if you've seen uh, is it waking life waking life yeah. yeah and even a scanner, scanner darkly. darkly they're pretty similar uh, it's it's a very realistic kind of animation uh and so so the academy said that it doesn't count as an animation like you know it can't be up for animation awards because the team used a lot of live action footage for reference like it's it's rotoscope animation uh, so that's really annoying it's pretty stupid i mean like what Think about yeah. any any it, CGI. Those animators any, spend a lot of time doing that. Yeah, any 3D animated movie uses mocap. Like yeah. it's just industry standard now. <laughs> I don't know where you make that cutoff, but it, if you just watch the trailer, you can see the like. It's not. Yeah, it's it not just here. like oh we we ran it through a a filter right that right. you know like yeah, it's this, an animated film yeah this is absolutely animated i mean, I mean like the stuff that we did for mls a couple weeks exactly. ago we literally did that we ripped highlights and we animated over them and then got rid of the bottom yes yeah, so, so the what what's the difference in doing this but it still it took just as much that's time. what i'm in doing saying. this i mean it, look at this shot this is a shot of a football game joe namath is throwing a football it looks so similar yeah. to what we just did a couple yeah. weeks ago and our process Flora's process was just to trace the live action footage. Yeah. So what? How does that not make it animation? It's definitely uh, yeah. That's that's really annoying. I uh, man, I'm actually kind of heated about that. Yeah. Like, where do you draw the line? I mean, how do they? How are they making that? Like, decision? yeah. Like, how did they just come up with that all of a sudden just now? Like, are there rules that we don't know about? Or is this just well, some? Is it just something that, like, just came up? They must so have. No, they, I mean, they must have referenced like some sort of rules that were written for the academy. But for me, it, it goes back to what I've always said, and this is why I don't really give a fuck about awards shows. I mean, they're an interesting barometer culturally, but like, they don't. 
you can't give awards on art. <laughs> like you can't say this art is better than that art. Yeah. It's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like <laughs> your art's invalid. My art's invalid, bro. It's just it's just art. Who gives a fuck? Like yeah. do whatever you want. So the Academy requires that any animation style that quote could be mistaken for live action unquote submit material supporting the argument that the movie is animated and not live action. Quote, the only rotoscope in the film is the outline of the characters, unquote, the film's animation director told IndieWire. That's it. Everything else is animated. Like, it's it's ridiculous. They're like, you need to submit evidence. Like, yeah, we did. It's the fucking movie. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the right? movie is the evidence, bro. Like, what the fuck? Um, it's it's just bullshit. it's frustrating. But, you know, here we are. But Whatever, I, you know, fuck the Academy. Yeah, right. The Academy is bullshit. Dumb as hell. Um, Chris, what a first segment. Yeah, man. I'm out here doing research. You really you really nailed it with this one. Talking about shit. This is one of the best first segments we've had. We even had the great two, and final joke. Two guests. The great and final <laughs> joke. That's what they call it. Chris, did. the great and final joke, Eastman. <laughs> no, that's, that's you got it. nothing? No. no. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, look, here's what we should do. Yeah. Take a quick break and then sure. come back and do first, worst, and cool. Spooky. Stocked over. Tis the season. Welcome to Rounds of Sound, the podcast where we go song for song with indie artists to find out their influences and the stories behind their songs. I'm here with Hannah Jadagu. The way I recorded my first couple of songs was all through my iPhone. We have Victoria Park. I was on Twitter as I am and it's like, hey, are there like any labels who follow me who might be interested? The one and only Liam Kazar. Yeah, here's what I'll say: You got to walk all your gear up and fly the stairs. Okay, yeah, that's, that's never that's, fun. That's, that's no fun. Check out Rounds of Sound exclusively on Spotify and find out the influences behind your favorite artists. That's Rounds of Sound. Welcome back, Sizzlers. We are here. We are doing it. We're doing it. And uh, I'm throwing it to Alexi because he asked me to. Okay. Well, I figured because you did the first segment. Yeah. I, I wrote the second segment this time. Okay. I was like, I you did know the what? first segment. You're doing the worst segment. I'm doing the worst segment. And the curse segment is that we have another episode next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, this is a segment we're going to try out. We're taking it for, for a spin. It's called First, Worst, and Cursed. We sure. don't have a theme song or anything yet because we need to see if the segment even works. Yeah. But I think it's pretty fun. Um. And I, I got to say, this has been a whirlwind of an episode because we went from having a guest. I remember we, we teased it. We said, well, mm-hmm. we have a very interesting guest and we're going to have this incredible yeah. show. <laughs> and then uh, as we're introing our guest, they left. We've been trying and, to get that guest on for a hundred and something episodes. And then another guest comes on midway through, carries the rest of the segment. And yep. now she's got a bunch of stuff to say in the second one. She's got like, we asked her to come up with the first worst and cursed. She did it. Immediately, mm-hmm. so we know we that got a she's true got professional. Say. Chris, why don't you explain first worst and curse? Uh, well, I th- I think it's kind of you know it's it self-explanatory. Ex- yeah, it, it explains itself. Uh, we're going to talk about our first job, and we can interpret this kind of however we want. It can yeah. be the first time we got paid. It can be the first time we ever worked. picked up a camera. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the worst is obviously very 
simple just the yeah. worst job you've ever worked on and you and can that, do, you can determine that however you want like sure maybe what, what maybe you didn't get worst, paid you know? like yeah. maybe yeah. everyone was rude as shit to you right, exactly maybe exactly. you got rained on the whole time maybe like, like it was ethically a questionable uh, oh, production yeah, or absolutely. something like that you know and then finally cursed and this is probably open up to the the most interpretation uh, I mean, for me, I, I think of it as like, you know, a project that just wouldn't go away or maybe there were just like so many yeah. technical issues with it. Like it wasn't yeah. necessarily the worst one you've worked on. Yeah. Like you, you kind of enjoyed, you know, the product or whatever. There was just a hurdle every single exactly, step of the way. 100%. percent like that. Yeah. Or you could even be literal about it. You could say, oh, I worked on a documentary about a witch. Yeah. It was cursed. Mm. Whoa. Ooh. You know, whoa, spooky. spooky. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so um, first worst cursed. Uh, we're we're going to hammer this thing out and see how it goes. Chris, uh, you, you know, you, you, why don't you kick us off with first, I guess. You All go right. First. Now, now my. Or we could have our guests go first. So are are we going to do it one by one first or are we just. Yeah, we're going to go first, 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 worst, 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 curse, okay, curse, curse. Okay. okay. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, Michael what's Keaton, up, Chris? What are you doing it's here? Me, Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Um, Get out of here, Michael Keaton. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll kick us off. I've only seen the stage adaptation of Beetlejuice, so that's what he sounded like. I don't know how he sounds. That's pretty much movie. how he yeah. sounds in the movie. You fucking nailed movie. it. He's so good. I don't know. I saw one scene from the movie. It was way boring compared it's, to it's the- It's a slow-paced movie for sure. Dude, the stage it's, it's, adaptation it's was so fucking cool. Yeah, I'm trying to see it I soon. liked it a lot. It's one of, one of Lisa's favorite movies. My it's mattress. one of Lisa most favorite Lisa, your mattress. <laughs> the show brought to you by Lisa Mattresses. <laughs> Where did they go? I think they were out of business oh really oh, well sure. i'm gonna have to get a casper that one's cursed Woo, spook. um so They're still in business for, for the first one <laughs> i i have a few like a few thoughts like i could have said the the student documentary we did in costa rica we have an entire episode on that that's never been released i think oh that's right yeah that one that you know what listeners that might be your christmas present it might be we might uh, drop that on christmas so I'm, I'm not gonna say that one i could talk about editing Eight millimeter, not Chris porn. Crack in Costa Rica. I did smoke crack in Costa Rica. <laughs> wait, oh wait, hold on. Wait a second. Wait a second. No, hold on. I played the fifth <laughs> on accident. On accident. On crackcident. Ooh. <laughs> and right. uh, you know, th there's a few I could do, but the one I'm going to pick is the first gig I ever had in New York because I feel like that's a little bit different than the kind of work I used to do as okay. a news photographer, all that shit. So the first job I ever did in New York was with a post house, or I guess they, they did production as well. Yeah. Mostly a post house. Full called, on agency. Think, yeah. Right? Called Boomshot TV. Boomshot. Shout out to Boomshot. Yeah. They, I was actually really cool working with them. Um, and the project was actually basically what you've been doing this week. It was uh, an internal rip reel for yeah. Anheuser-Busch. And, you know, one of them wasn't that one more like a case study, though, I guess so. But it, like the the approach was the Similar, same yeah. where I was just downloading different footage off of YouTube, you know, whatever fit the the brand. It was mostly the their their commercials. Uh, but then there was a second project that was talking about like innovators in the field. And the two examples that we used were at the time Netflix. This is 2019. Uh, and uh is it Drizzly? Is that the, yeah. the drink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, delivery service. Uh, so I was just pulling ads from them as well. Uh, and that was really cool. It, it made me feel like that project made me feel like I'm going to be fine in New York because I was pretty nervous about it. I was literally living out of a hotel. It was my first or second week in, you know, after moving from Florida. And uh, I, I had I was very green in yeah. the New York 
industry. You were like uh, the Great Gazoo. Yes, yes, exactly. I jumped Very the shark. Dum dum. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait a second. No, uh, I was gonna say you were living in in Jersey at yes. a hotel. Yes. Um, that was before we even had an office. Period. Right. Absolutely. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's before I even had a home. Wow. Damn. <laughs> Poor Chris. Chris and, the uh, orphan. I, I remember, like, I got a cut out that same day, and the the producer on it was like super pumped. They like couldn't believe that I already had a cut for them. I guess. They assumed it was going to be a multi-day edit and I just had it for him immediately and they loved it. And, you know, from there I was like, perfect, you know, I, I can do this. That's it. Uh, that's, that's all it takes sometimes, yep. you know what I mean? And, I, you know, I went back there for a couple more projects that year. And then after that, you know, pandemic, no more, no more work, you know, go, going into the office. Yeah. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. And I, I'm super glad I got to do it. That was a great way, to, great way to start off the New York life. That New York living. What do you got, Amy? What was your first? What do I got? Okay, so again, this is like very open to interpretation, but I just went pretty literal and was thinking like my first quote unquote work experience like with Shishkin Productions and we obviously had like had a meeting before and, you know, gone over everything. But I think the first time I went out in the field, as they say, um, you know, because initially I came on to like do a lot of networking and that was the, yeah. you know, the idea. And you uh, you invited me to a Voyager screening. Oh, yeah. Um, which was really fun. But, you know, I just was barely dipped like the t- very tip of my tippy toe and. <laughs> Um, just cause I just like, you know, I was like, I don't really know what the fuck I'm talking toe. about yet. Like I'm going to have to bullshit these people, but the experience was really fun. I, I talked to, um, a few people there, um, met the guys who run it and yeah, shout out. it was a great time. And then the fucking pandemic happened. So yeah. all my networking went down the drain. Um, but anyway, we, we made it, we're I back, mean, but I, there's, you know, they're, they're doing the Vorge screenings again, but they're just not, they're not as good anymore. Yeah, we did, we did try to go, but it's it, like the setup and the layout just isn't as conducive to being conversational. I feel yeah. like I felt like they're, you know, when they were screening them in their actual space, like it was just very, the layout and just how everything flowed was like, you kind of naturally just were able to like put yourself in front of people. Well, also um, you knew that people were there for that reason. You exactly. knew everybody there was there right. for this and there was some sort of connection. Right. And, and then it's like at a brewery. I mean, yeah, it's not a huge brewery, but what if you're just here to get a drink and you don't know what the fuck is going on? So anyway, but I, I would say that was like my, when, when you asked me to come up with these, like that was the first thing that came to mind. Cause I think that no. was the first time I like, actually went out with the intention to like talk about you know what we do and who we are talk about talk, talk about, about Damn, music fucking. talk about what um, about you alexi my first so my first thing that i have here is um the way i interpret it was the first thing that actually felt like it was like a real job because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's like nothing else before felt like a real job it was sure. just like random editing and stupid bullshit the first one where i was like holy shit I need to submit an invoice and like I have to do this and <laughs> nice. like, you know what I mean? I was like, oh my God. It was actually, if you, if you go back into the invoice, cause Amy's got access to all of the invoices for all of history. Yeah. If you go it's back there, to the number one invoice zero zero, I think it might be zero zero two, okay. but like, cause I, there was one, but it might be zero zero one. I don't know. It was $200. 
for the whole day. <laughs> and I was so fucking stoked. I was like, I can't believe I'm getting paid. This is crazy. Dude, I remember when you were in LA and I was still in Florida and you were telling me that you were getting $200 a day. I was like, oh my God. He's like 21 making $50,000 a year. Bro, I can do that. I was like, this shit is fucking sick. I called Chris. I was like, dude, it's crazy. And like, all I have to do is work 10 hours. It's fucking good. <laughs> like, but um, I would, I showed up. I remember in like, I wanted to make a good impression. So I showed up wearing like a button up shirt and everything. And then I noticed everyone else was wearing like t-shirts and like just being like slobs and mm -hmm. I was like oh wait that's right post-production we're just slobs but uh, <laughs> I show up wearing a, wearing a, a fucking button up shirt and like try to make a really good impression was it up like, day? It, was, it was not laundry day <laughs> 30 minutes early you know I stayed late and like I was like just getting shit done and being okay what's next what's next and it was for um, it was for pop sugar okay. and it was working and I thought it was so cool because the edits were really easy, but I was working on on press junkets. So like, mm. you know, a movie would release and one of the pop sugar interviewers or whatever presenters would get a chance to go in there and interview the person for like two minutes. And then they get the footage, they get the card with the footage and then they take it back to where they're to back to the studio, mm -hmm. dump it. And then we edit it and then they put out a little press junket. Um, I think. The first one that comes to mind, there might have been other ones, but this was the one where I was like, for some reason, it is the one that sticks with me. I was like, the first one I did was uh, Danny DeVito in The <laughs> Lorax. <laughs> and for that one, I, was, I just remember I edited it. I just, it was, it was so crazy because I was like, I felt like I was doing cool shit. I was like, oh, I'm editing yeah. Danny DeVito. I'm editing Don Cheadle. Holy shit. Like, this is so cool. Kind of rhymes. Right? DeVito, Cheadle. Um, but, you know, it's funny because I was like, this is so fucking sick. And in retrospect, you're like, damn, I was just getting fleeced. <laughs> yeah. like, I was 20, Wait, yeah. 21. I yep. was like, you know what? It's fucking it's. And it's I mean, you're also just like breaking into the industry. You know, yeah. sometimes you have to take those shitty jobs. I mean, I needed it because that was the time when I was like, I, I was basically like two or three weeks away from having to move back to Florida because I was like, damn, I'm getting so few jobs. I can't even barely afford to pay rent mm -hmm. and I'm broke and I have to, I'm going to have to leave. And then it happened and I was like, oh shit. And then I was there like every single day or as many days as I could be for the next yeah. like year. I was like, hell, hell yeah. And I would, you know, I was living the broke life. I was eating frozen food every day and like fucking making myself like microwave nachos. I mean, especially like as a, a freelancer who's like pretty new to the industry and not totally established, having regular work is a big deal. Like, oh yeah. And you know, you don't have the, the presence or the authority at that point to be charging, you know, four five, six a day. Yeah. Because you, one, you don't know. And two, like, may, you know, you're, you're brand new. A lot of people aren't going to think you're worth it. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird one. Cause it's like, I'm always of the opinion that like, you know, you should be paid like a, a fair rate and you know, I, I get it. I think it's up to the employer to kind of meet you halfway there. Like, so the employer should know like, okay, if I've got, if I've only got $250 to put towards this thing, I should know a the person I'm bringing in. I can't expect them to know a lot. Yeah. They're going to be pretty green. Yep. And B, I should treat them very, very nicely. Like yeah. I should be like, hey, it's OK if you leave early, like go for it. Or, hey, it's OK if you work on other shit while you're here. 
hey, it's okay. Like, I'll, I'll buy you lunch every day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, to be yeah. really nice to them. Because it's like, that's just the reality of the situation. Sometimes budgets are what they are. Yeah, you're barely, yeah. barely paying you them need a living to get wage. shit done. So it's like, you know, whatever. I don't know. It's a fucking weird I one. I mean, you think about that after, after paying taxes like self-employment taxes yeah. all that california taxes yeah probably making what like 36 dollars 36 thousand dollars a year like it's you know what the craziest part was though i was living such a like uh like my mentality was so like scrounge every little thing like that i actually ended up not that summer but the next summer mm-hmm. i had ten thousand dollars in savings that i like took the summer off that's when i'm with the costa rica trip sure and i was like cool i have ten thousand dollars in savings and then i ended up blowing all that's after paying taxes mm. wow. so like i, I yeah, was you were you yeah. were living that ramen life. i literally had a budget dude i had an excel <laughs> i had an excel sheet where i kept track of my monthly i mean when you're budget. like making that little money you have to have a budget sure. you know like i've you been need there. a budget um, all right let's move on uh w's for worst yep i got the worst i mean I think there we keep going around the circle. Sure. Why not? Okay, let's do it. There's there's so many I could have picked, <laughs> but what I decided on was the one that I thought was the worst final product. Oh, that's a good way to look mm. at that. And I didn't even think about that. I, I have to be a little bit careful because we still have this relationship, but it's a show called Spacelift. Yeah. And so it, it's not entirely that team's fault. This was this a was, couple months into the pandemic. The fucking pandemic. Yeah. Fully for this. Yeah. So the the concept of the show was it was sponsored by Target, and it followed three kids who were going. They had just graduated high school and they're going to college. And the idea was space. Uh, not space. Like Target was going to kind of like furnish their new. It's almost like a dorm, dorm room renovation show. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Which on its on its surface sounds. Yeah. Sounds perfect. Cool. You're yeah. like, oh, that makes great sense. It's fine. Uh, but the the execution of the show was very strange because <clears throat> the company who put the show on would like buy these things from Target for these kids. But really, you know, they would interview the kids ask them what kind of stuff they need for their apartment. And part part of the idea was all these kids were like creatively inclined. Mm-hmm. Like there were a couple, there was a photographer, there was like a videographer and editor. And I think the third person did theater. theater. Yeah. Um, and honestly, what these kids needed were a laptop, a new camera, you know, like yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. stuff like that. One of them ended up with AirPods, which is it's yeah. it's funny because the other two kids got like fifteen hundred dollars worth of stuff, yeah. and the the third well, one. Well, I did. mean, what do you give someone who does theater? You know, what it's I mean? true. Like no, it's fucking. I'm it, not gonna buy you a theater. Yeah, I think she got a, maybe a <laughs> webcam as well to because oh, for auditions. Yeah, exactly for auditions, and I you it know was it, was, it was still COVID era. And a so. good mic. I think they got a yeah, good they, mic. Good mic, like a blue yeah, Yeti so or got, something like that. They got like a decent, you know. Yeah, it wasn't terrible, but it was just kind of it was awkward. It, the workflow was difficult well, because the kids were recording themselves yeah like on on iPhones and stuff and you know they're not professionals they didn't have professional equipment to record themselves and it was and we were, I think you were using a lot of b-roll that was off of their iPhones and shit like that off like of their saying. iPhones but yeah lots I'll, of stock video I'll tell you what about that like that is you're right in terms of the final products being bad and it's just fully fully all pandemic because it is, like it is uh, again imagine making that show when the 
the interviewer and the interviewee can be in the same room together talking. They can maybe yeah. even go shopping together. Then they can talk about the room and put things in the room the way that they want to rearrange it. They can yeah. actually go to the new room and see it. Like well, there's so much. That's like the type of show where you need to be in person. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything. I, I will. I did have one major issue with the format of the show that I don't think was necessarily uh, pandemic related. They each episode they would have like a, a celebrity ish guest uh, give advice to that the student so like Lala Anthony was one of them. I honestly don't remember. Oh, the but other. you're saying that like uh, so so the I way it worked is the host of the show Nadeska would interview the the celebrity. And then she would relay that information <laughs> to the students, and as but, opposed to just having I mean, the student on there, like yeah, the student doesn't interview. even get to but have I, the I, conversation. I, I think I think that if it wasn't for the pandemic, they would have gotten to see that person. I think what would have happened is Nadeska and the student probably would have been able to be in the same location to have the call with them. I think the reason to not put a student on is because you never know what's happening on their end and you don't want them to screenshot this fucking thing or like because it's so new. You don't know if someone's screen recording it or, you yeah. know, hey, this student is talking to this celebrity and the students like this, like talking and they're holding their phone out of frame and filming this person. It's like I get why they did it because I, I wouldn't have allowed it either. I would have been like, nah, I can't trust like a random to fucking. Uh, I'm sure they had the reasons, but it resulted in a very disjointed and kind of totally. like totally stupid product in a yeah, way the product yeah did not it you know, was not great. It, did, it did not get renewed for a second and honestly the funniest part of it all was there was already a different series called spacelift that was like oh yeah that's right so, so they in the middle of it we had to change all the graphics package from spacelift to complex's spacelift or something like yeah, that that's right. and it was yeah, just yeah. like Honestly, it was kind of a contender for curse because there were so many small, <laughs> so many small, like ridiculous things, things that, that went kept into happening. it. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right, Amy, what do you got? What's your worst? All right. So for worst, I didn't really go off of like, you know, I'm, I'm not the one that's like working on the projects, but um, I kind of went by just the one that made me feel the worst, like the my worst experience. And it was... Let's see. When was this? I mean, I wasn't even like a full year. Like I was barely I was like a few months into to doing this, you know, and again, kind of going back to like me trying to get like familiar and comfortable with like what we're doing and understanding the lingo and like being able to speak and like feel really confident in like what I'm saying. And we had this project. It was with an agency. And it was like, you know, we were excited because it was like a pretty big project. But they as like during the project like while uh, Alexi was the one working on it and while he's like working on it um two of the head people that were I, I don't even remember their titles but they they called me and I thought it was like something about the budget and they like bombarded me with the quality of work and like basically like asking if like we knew what the fuck we were doing and they you know and now I would have been able to like speak so much better about what was happening but it really caught me off guard and like made me feel just like terrible and I didn't really yeah. know how to respond and it's like looking back I'm like 
your fucking creative director is giving zero direction. Like we have nothing to work off of, but you know, it was just when the guy was like shapes, I'm seeing shapes. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I just feel like they kind of handled it improperly. Like, but you know, whatever. Is this the one that you did a bunch of Photoshop projects for and it never went anywhere? Yeah. That's the one where I was there doing like all that stupid Photoshop. I was there till like like midnight. Three nights. That one was stupid. Yeah. Yeah, It was dumb. So again, that one could also be cursed, but for me, that was just the worst because I think we all had a bad time. Like I know Alexi had a bad time too, but I just, it was just like, I guess a conversation that I'm clearly, I'm still thinking about it, you know, two plus years later, like it it was, it was not fun. Wasn't it also for like a brand that we wouldn't necessarily align ourselves with like a bank or something like that? Yeah. It was like a financial thing. Which whatever, I don't give a fuck. Like I'll do anything that pays, but like, no, not. I don't think we even, did we even get paid for it? (laughs) No, no, they never. Yeah, we (laughs) never got paid. So it it was just it was overall like my personal worst experience. It was um, pretty bad. It was pretty bad. I I got to say, like, in general, like, you know, shout out Amy for being a trooper and like sticking around because I feel like this industry in general, like grinds people down so bad. And it's like it smacks you in the face like at least quarterly dude <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, about with like sometimes you don't expect it and suddenly like you your week starts off great and by like midweek sure. you're like why do i even fucking like, do this this shit sucks happens. every new project you're like oh this is gonna be great i'm gonna make a great product and then three days in you're like they hate it i hate it fucking kill me yeah you're like they hate it i hate it, it I'm, I'm terrible at this like yeah. i have no skills yeah. i don't even know what i'm yeah, doing yeah they've knocked my entire self-confidence that's why am me, i in this industry me and matt like always talk about that shit like every time he call, it's like it's like alternating like either he'll call and be like i'm done i'm done with this shit like i don't want to do that <laughs> like i literally think i'm quitting and then or I'll, or i'll call or he'll call me and i'll just be like he'll be like what's up i'll be like man I don't know, bro. I think I might just like like quit. Like I don't, I just can't. I don't have can't any other anymore. tangible skill set, so I'm stuck in it. I mean, I can, I can fucking, I don't know. I'll work in just, like a bar uh, or something. I don't yeah. know. I probably can't do that. Actually, I can't. I can't do anything. I can like. I can. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. What I'm did nothing, that tweet say? Really. Just like. Make an LLC and just, um, yeah, just make an LLC, Chris. You'll be fine. Just make a a different LLC under whatever skill you want and, you know, just take some YouTube tutorials and start getting freelance work. It's so fucking easy. Come on, man. Yeah, it's so easy. Just charge (laughs) a thousand dollars an hour for consulting and the jobs are just going to roll in. There you go. I would probably just have to fucking, yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing. That's tough. Um, What's your worst? My worst, I wrote tampon thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's uh, it's also pop sugar. Uh, it was it was a it was I don't know this. so it's a tampon thing. So basically, like there was some Thanks sort of clarifying. thing that was like, uh, see, I wrote tampon thing because I don't even know what the project. It was something that was like, it was some like yoga thing, but it's like. It was like tampon. It was like doing yoga while you're on your period or something. Oh really yeah, don't there know was the a product that was. came out a few years, well, like several years ago, that was like, t- like Playtex Flex or like some shit like I think that. That's it was what like it, Tampax, Tampax, Tampax Flex. That's what it was. It was a Tampax yeah. pop sugar partnership. I, re- I remember this product. and yeah. and it was like this is a tampon that you can do yoga in, and here is like <laughs> this video that's like a yoga exercise video. Um, f- f- that 
is a promo for this fucking tampon, mm. whatever. And so, like, it's, I think, I don't remember how long it was, but part of what what really sucked about it is that, you know, obviously, it, it all runs downhill. So, like, if something earlier in the process gets fucked up, post-production is who deals with it. I always, And so, yeah. for this, I guess there must have been a miscommunication, but the client... And, you know, to be expected, the client was very particular about the colors of their brand. They're yeah. like, this is our exact shade of blue or this is our exact shade of purple or whatever. And that's that's fine. Like, yeah. I get that. Like, those yeah, are your brand colors. Yeah. I understand. You got to protect them. You know, so they shoot this thing instead of shooting it like in a on a green screen, like properly lit in like a nice studio. They shoot it like in a random ass studio that's not good and in, you know it's, it's almost like it was a photo studio not a video studio gotcha. so it's one of those where you pull down the paper backdrop mm-hmm. so they ordered a few different colors of paper backdrop they ordered a blue there was a blue paper backdrop and there was a purple paper backdrop and the person who was doing the yoga she was wearing like a blue like like outfit or like a whatever so I think she was wearing a purple outfit on a blue paper backdrop and she was also doing yoga, but the paper backdrop wasn't wide enough. So they're around it. They're, oh they didn't God. clean any of the place. So there was just like a plant or like a chair. And so I had to roto her ass. Then I had to she's going past the backdrop. So I have to roto her out. Then I have to replace all of the background that's not the backdrop with the same color as the backdrop, but because it's a fucking backdrop that's obviously like kind of curved and the lights are there, I have to match all of the lighting oh. on the blue background I put in. So I have to use all of these new lights that I made in After Effects, like digital fake sure, lights, yeah. to match all of that fucking lighting. And this took for fucking ever. And finally, I was like, okay, after like days of rotoing and fucking making fake lights and doing all this shit in post to like make it look seamless and feathering stuff and doing this and doing like my absolute best. I'm not a fucking trained graphics guy. Yeah, I'm not a VFX that, that's, artist. Uh, no offense, but like that's not an editor's job. Yeah, no, period. it's definitely not. But I was like, oh, I guess I'm here. I'm getting paid for the day. I might as well just keep sl- like, I'd be like, guys, I, I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, no, just do your best. Okay, I'll do my best. So we get to a point where like it's looks like it's fine send it off to the client. And I'm like, thank God. And this, you know, we all said it. It's, this is also a competitor for Cursed. Cursed and Worst are very yeah. similar. Mm-hmm. Very similar. <laughs> Good thing we're piloting this episode. Um, uh, finally, it comes back and the notes don't come back as like a couple notes in an email or like time-coded notes in frame or something. They send back a deck, a oh, 13 wow. or 15 page deck of notes. At what point <laughs> do you just reshoot? And then... All yeah, most right? of the notes were like the backdrop isn't our brand color and the leotard she's wearing aren't our brand color. It wasn't a leotard. It was like some fucking, you know, you know, a top and a bottom. But yeah, that they're not the brand color. And so then they're like, hey, here are the notes. And I'm like, guys, like you shot it on this blue thing. They're like, yeah, well, can you just go ahead and try to change the color? So I had to use like. The color replace tool in After Effects to try to replace all the colors, but I'm already rotoing half this shit, so there's this weird feathering happening, and I'm replacing a different background, so her, when I select the color of her, like, dress, her clothing, 
uh, because there's lights and shadows on it, it selects like this part, but not this part because there's a shadow on it. So then I have to try to do that in another layer and another layer. Basically, you can tell how crazy this shit got. I don't even know where the final product I, I'd is. I'd love it's, to see that. I might, bro, I might have it. I'll try, I'll try and find it. I might have it somewhere, but it's, wow. that it was so terrible. fucking so fucking awful it was it was yeah terrible. like they should have just reshot it that seems yeah. like a such an easier solution yeah it's the more expensive solution is yeah, the problem but, but i mean at the end of the day if the product looks like shit and you're gonna have to reshoot anyway like mm -hmm. rip the band-aid off yeah no i agree i mean they fucked up um but you know it was uh it was hell for a little bit there all right chris you got something cursed I got something cursed. You know, there's a lot of contenders for this one. I considered the uh, the that ad we did for T-Mobile. That was difficult. Uh, you know, Space Left was a contender. But the one I'm picking, it, it's, it was cursed for a few reasons. Uh, this is something we worked on. This really took up the first five months of the year. And it was it was with the internal production team for a major streaming platform. And, you know, we start we got this contract in like maybe December of last year. So we were like super hype about it. You know, major brand name to be working with. We had three projects with them off the bat uh, to, to take up the first few months of the year. And, you know, we, we went into 2022 feeling really good about the company and like what we were going to be doing that year. Uh, the first the first project went off without too many hitches. It was not not amazing, but basically it was about just like the diversity across the uh, the different regions mm -hmm. of this company, you know, like whether it was Asia or what was it? E EMEA, is that what they call e EMEA. it? EMEA or, you know, European, whatever, Americas, South America. Uh, so they all recorded themselves like different people across the world recorded themselves on iPhones and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and th I don't think this was pandemic related. It was just easier that way. Well, you know, there were s some audio issues, you know, people recording themselves in loud environments that I had to work through and I could only do so much. Then, you know, I was pulling different graphics and, and different random things, you know, weren't exactly as they were supposed to be, mm -hmm. but that one was kind of fine. It, it took like a week or two longer than it should have. And they seem pretty happy with it. Great. We move on to the second one. And this one's also about diversity and inclusion, but this is like a, a sit down interview, uh, two camera shoot, mm -hmm. just, you know, two people, you know, one person interviewing one other person. And for like, for whatever reason, there were just so many notes on everything. The producer had no fucking clue what she was doing. Like she was just legitimately stupid and like di didn't have, <laughs> didn't have like a good vision. And she got caught up on all these little things. And this, this is when like the tension kind of started between us and that company because we originally agreed, we, we submitted a calendar, you know, post-production calendar. Like, these are the days we're going to be working on it, whatever. Mm -hmm. And things just kind of kept going over. And they they expected us to be available 24-7. Like, any day that we were at work, they expected us to be working on it, which wasn't part of the agreement as I understood it. But, you know, maybe that was a miscommunication. That, that whole thing, it took maybe a two weeks or a month longer than it should have yeah. because this producer was just getting caught up on all the shit that doesn't matter. And 
like we were just really starting to wear thin with them by that point. And then the third one happened. God, what was the third one? I can't I even, I even remember. I, I, which to one me, was to me, the they all bled, they all bled together. You know what I mean? Because like it's just like I one I wasn't working on it, but two they literally all seemed like this like very similar type of videos. Oh, the third one. So the third one was kind of it was supposed to be like a TED Talk style. Oh right. right. Uh, like mm. you know, just talking. God, what were they even? They're talking they were about, talking about features. They're talking about the features of their streaming of the service Oof. and yeah, huh? okay, the streaming service. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, just like navigating the menus and all the different things. You know, like for every every uh, uh, movie or mm-hmm. or show, whatever you bring up, how there's like a dozen different title cards that are custom tailored to you and your experience. You know, based right, on right, their right, their, right, their right. analytics that they have on you. And it was just the way they shot it. It was on multiple different cameras. Like, I think one of them was a red and like, it just didn't make sense to have that. Speaking of red, (laughs) the entire, the entire, uh, uh, set was red and purple and all that. And like, before, before we even started the project, I was like, we're going to send this off to color and then send it to them. And they're going to be like, Hmm, looks too red. Yep. And that's exa- and almost everyone in that, uh, was wearing something. They were all red wearing or red some, or some pink like or something yeah. like that. And it was, it was a lot of the same thing where they just like couldn't make up their minds. They got caught up on, on small things. There was one point where I think we rearranged the entire like format of the show three different times yeah. like it was originally each speaker talks and does their their four minute segment and then they were like it might be better if we take every speaker and have them like finish each other's sentences in exactly. a way exactly like, like, like lead into each other way? no oh well i mean i guess we could try it but exactly so they didn't script it that way so it took so many extra revisions this this one went on probably a month longer than it should have another issue is it was they, so they had multiple cameras, but it was a single camera shoot. They did each take a single time from a different angle, from a different angle. <laughs> like there was one camera that was moving and like they would do all the different takes with the camera that was moving. Right. And then they would stop down and they would do those same takes with a camera that was stationary. So obviously they weren't saying things the exact same way each time. There was there was also like, yeah, because there was no like continuity director, some, some script supervisor who was like maintaining continuity and telling them, oh, for this take, uh, you lifted your hand up when you said this and now you need to lift your hand up when you say it again. Yep. It's like, no. Nope. And then, then so part of this was they they had some really cool technology actually using unreal engine where in the like on set on in the background they could live cast the the uh the streaming service like the platform you know the the homepage you know them switching through it well they once they shot it they had some issues with what was happening in the background and the problem was we couldn't edit around that because it it's baked into the footage and like yeah you know we're we're not CG masters you know like yeah. that's not what we do it's not what we signed up for not what yep. we agreed to so it was just a ton of back and forth and by the you know be, we kept charging them because we were so past what 
what, what we the scope of work was. For, yeah. yeah. And they got really butthurt about it, that we were charging them more money for it and we were going over budget. And they like they really gaslit us into making us feel like everything is our fault. Yeah. Even though like they messed up all three shoots, they did a terrible job across the board with that. There were a couple of producers who I thought were pretty cool and chill, but for the most part, the producers either like had their head up their ass or they were completely clueless. They didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. And like that relationship soured so quickly. I don't think I think there's one person who like we're on good terms with, I guess. I would say I'm no I'm on no terms with anyone like I think I talked to them so rarely that I was, I'm not on terms with anybody, but like I, uh, you know, I just, um, you know, they know what, they know what it is. Like, you know, people know what it is. I feel like when people work on shit, like the key is just get it out the door. I mean, that was, that was the first five months of this year. And yeah, they all thought that they were like making a masterpiece. And it's like, this is literally going to be on LinkedIn 20 people will see it and then move on with their lives. Like, yeah. Yeah. you got to know what you're working with. Yeah. Um, what's your cursed one, Amy? Well, I got to agree with Chris because that's what exactly what I put down. Um, and he did a really good job. So I'm, I'm not going to like, you know, beat a dead horse. But well, what was your perspective on it? Because you did a lot more of the the communicating well, on reading I mean, the contract you, and- you really like summed everything up pretty well but i will say the couple things that i will add is you know like you said we were really excited about this going into it and like really wanting to like forge a good relationship and then you know we're like whatever we'll deal with this bullshit because like hopefully we're gonna get the next episodes and i started getting frustrated oh, when yeah. like almost at the end of the second project you know i'm following up like they posted the episode so I'm like following up you know hey we're excited like whenever the next one is let us know and they decided not to go with us you know so it's just one of those things again where like we set up this whole thing and we deal with all the bullshit and then we don't get like the continued work for it well to to expand on that the way we found out is one day I was uploading it was the second project we did which was you know episodic the second and third projects were supposed to be episodic but the second one I'm uploading another like a final version of the first episode and I see a folder for the second episode and there's already some some cuts happening they didn't even have like the balls to tell us, hey, we're not going with you, you know, or whatever. They just kind of ghosted us on it when when Amy would ask them. And then all of a sudden we saw, oh, it's already getting worked on. Yeah, I mean, all all all, all around it was a pretty, pretty terrible uh, fucking experience. But like, you know, that's that's what's annoying is that like when you pilot something, you know, it's always going to be more of a process to get the first one down because it's that's where you communicate your vision is yeah. that and then from there once you get on the same page then you're good but you know even from a post perspective if someone comes in on the second episode you have a model episode to show them and go this is kind of what it should be like yes you know so it's kind of it's a bummer i mean that whole thing's a fucking bummer but um you know uh fuck that company uh all right so my <laughs> my cursed one isn't really even that deep it's like I wrote complex polo doc because uh, oh, there was uh, wait you I wasn't done, oh you weren't done okay fine. go ahead no, go no, ahead no, go that's ahead. I think I'm good that's go for I it. mean I felt like I had more to say but maybe say I it. didn't say it from your I, say it. I don't really like remember now but yeah it's yeah I mean you you said it Chris they they just they didn't 
it's one it, thing it, to like have, they didn't follow through with yeah. kind of like forging a relationship with us and i feel like we tried really hard and then at the end like they totally gaslit us and like kind of fucked us over with a you know with some money when i thought we were being they've they pushed back our entire calendar a month and a half yeah yeah which affected like the work that we're taking on past what this project should be and they like disrespected our calendar like they just i felt very like gaslit and disrespected and like we basically wasted five months because now we don't have those relationships i mean i think what ended up happening is like they were probably like oh cool okay i think what they needed was a was one single freelance person who will work every day just sit sit at their laptop yeah i think what they were hoping was that there's a person sitting at their laptop at home and whenever i call them they'll decide to do some work for me and it's like I get I get where you're coming from, but when you like you said move a a calendar like yeah. when you when you shift things at the last minute, you have to pay for the days you booked. Yes, and then you have to pay for the new days that you're right. booking. Yeah. You're and they would like the argue. Days. They would argue with me over it, and it's like, dude, like first of all, you guys are like a big ass fucking company. Like I don't even know how much money they're worth, but like probably billions of dollars. Yeah. And it's like you're gonna argue with like the little small business. It just really left a bad taste in my mouth about that whole company, honestly. And especially because maybe they did need one little freelancer, but the way they approached us is that they're looking for a small post house that they can rely on for their internal production. And it's like that's not what you that that might be what you think you want, but like it, yeah. like you said, it's not what you need. So I, anyway, not to beat a dead horse, but I agree with you, Chris. That was definitely like the most cursed. Also, you were in a bad mood for like five months. And yeah, I, I hated I had, it. Like I hated to see you be so frustrated. Uh, the worst you know? part, like the you know the notes and all that stuff, and like the actual post production process. Yes, it was annoying, but that's kind of part of the gig. The worst part was the the way they treated us and made us feel. Yeah. Yep. That's how it always is. I uh, I will say like every time I saw a cut, I was like, that looks great. Yeah. And then like honestly, it would go to them, and I think a lot of the time the main producer on it would go, yeah, I like it, looks great. And then they would take it up the chain, and then those people have notes, and then the producer would be like, I don't think there was. I think there is a very maybe the culture there is like you're not allowed to give pushback. That's what it yeah. seems like. Yeah, um, definitely. And. I think what happened was because they weren't allowed to speak up or stand on their vision. They, all of the other resources that are being used are internal. Mm-hmm. So they're free more or less. Right. So you can just keep using them and you can keep pushing things. Yes. And we happen to be the only external resource being used. And from there it goes out of creative into like the bookkeeping and the accounts and they are like, what the fuck? Why is it costing so much? And to them, that it looks like, okay, this is the one real cost, quote unquote, expense that we have is paying this freelance cl- mm-hmm. like company mm-hmm. and vendor. this vendor and everything else is internal. So we're not, quote unquote, losing money doing this. But in reality, it's like, well, you know, unfortunately, yes, the vendor is a cost, but the reason that the cost is incurred is due to like a lack of organization internally. Yeah, they they wasted so a lot of resources a, internally. That's because. what ends up happening. I think is that like 
every like I said earlier, it, things run downhill. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, dude, I I didn't even mention on one on two of these shoots, they didn't even record audio. Oh, I forgot yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, that was that cursed was all around. There couldn't be. There wasn't like not one thing that wasn't cursed on yeah. that. By the end of it, everything about it was cursed. Ugh. So. Yeah, yeah, cursed one, cursed one. Cursed one. Uh, all right, well, so I'll end it with mine. Mine's not as cursed, but uh, Complex Polo Doc Horsepower. So Complex <laughs> did a documentary about horsepower. Polo. It was actually a really cool documentary. I liked it yeah. a lot. Like it, I like I, the name. Yeah, it That's was. That's actually like the one name that they I, had I, that I like. I, I learned a lot about. There you, uh, you don't like hiking with rappers? <laughs> I learned a lot about Polo, um, the Ralph Lauren or whatever. And uh, it was cool. I definitely learned a lot. The reason it was cursed, it came up to me as like the first thing I thought of when I thought of cursed is because I remember like I wasn't ever there to work on this not i was never there to work on this i was always there you were booked for to work on something else and then randomly like either i would have a small lull in my day or i would be done and i had just sent something off and i was like cool all right well um i'm gonna dip because like i finished all my work that i was booked for today so i'm gonna leave and it would always come up and it must have been like fucking anywhere from like it must it felt like it was like six months where like oh randomly randomly every like couple weeks I'd be like oh can you do this on polo doc and I'd be like what the fuck and it was one of those projects where like it had been going on for so long that like there was one hard drive that had some things one hard drive that had other things oh, a no. new version of it here a version of it there then like the server had most of the stuff but not all of it they're a cut and, they're a cut dude everywhere <laughs> cut cut it was like <laughs> crazy and i think it was it, it ended up becoming like an internal like inside joke as well and if you look if you look up complex polo doc horsepower mm-hmm. and you go to the credits you will see how many assistant editors <laughs> and editors names are on it and when the the producer asked if i wanted my name on it, i was like don't worry about it because i know if my name has to go on it then i have to go redo the whole fucking credits crawl as well oh and damn like, frankie was an assistant editor on this everybody like d- dog everybody worked on it like it was crazy i remember being like what the fuck how do i keep Damon? getting pulled into this like it, it was it was wild and uh yeah my, my, my main thing was like if I had to be added to the credits, it meant I had to go redo the credits. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to like, just let's put, like publish it. Just get it out. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. It's I don't like, it's a, like a scroll. Yeah. And, um, it was a whole thing. So that was my, that was my cursed one. Not as cursed as you, as y'all's, but that, that's kind cursed. of a funny, like, that's a good, that was a good ending, you know? Cause yeah. I was like yeah. definitely cursed, but like in a funny way. Yeah. Oh my God. The credits are like five minutes. I know. I'm telling you, I would have had to. Re- yeah. This that's- is like a, like a major motion picture credits. <laughs> I know. It's a lot, dude. I, the whole thing was like nuts. It took like, it, I think it took over a year to make that. Like if not more, like it, it, it really was. And it's a good, it's a cool documentary. Like, yeah, I don't remember exactly what I did. I, I feel like I, I must've like, I think I, I think I was, I think what was happening was I had to like help online it. And I came in at the very end where they were like version like 27 and like, they were like, we need this scene, this scene, we need the color from version 27. And then this next scene is version 29. And then like, I would have to take the color and the sound mix and match it with like what was cut because they had to move, remove things afterwards. And there's all these patches. And I was just like, Wait, they, they sent it to color and sound before picture lock 
typical, right? But oh like, my god, no, but that it, pisses me off more than anything. I, th- I don't that, think that that's happened what, with Spacelift as I well. I think the picture was like locked, and then like because there were so many different like parties who were involved yeah, in it. I'm sure like, legal had went, a hand. It went out, yes, yeah, so, uh, all of it, all of it. So like I had to mess with, the, and then things probably changed because it took so long. And yeah. by this point, this bite doesn't make sense anymore. So it was a whole thing. Uh, but there was a lot of patching and stuff to do. That that one was was wild because it was like again. My whole thing is I never like I don't think I ever actually like on any invoice like put wrote, that like I don't think I was ever asked to come into work on Polo Doc. It just ended up that I ended up working on Polo Doc a lot. And yeah. I was like, this fuck, this is <laughs> crazy. Hilarious. Like, why am I still on this? It's like the the doc that won't go away. It's like, it's like that's you know the snail that's constantly chasing its chasing, tail, chasing you. Um. All right. So there it is. Hey, we that's first, worst, and cursed. That's so in the future, the right? Premiere. The segment won't go as long. This one, we had all three of us do it. Yeah. Normally, just uh, the guest is going to do it. Sure. Oh, okay, and me and Chris okay. are going to lob questions at him. Yeah, you know? because you guys can't give your first worse than curse every time. Right. Oh, yeah. could. Change. I, I could probably do it like three times. Like, <laughs> that be it. Um, what do you think? I did think we, it's time. Did we learn anything last week? I think it's time for the segment that everyone knows and loves. The reason people keep coming back. Did I learn anything? It's what we learned last week. What we learned last week. Uh, last week, I learned that Randy Johnson, former major league pitcher, is a professional photographer. Wow. Yeah. He, uh, Does he photographed birds? No. So he has, at least on his website. There was he, one time he hit a bird with a pitch. I remember. Yes. No, I know. <laughs> the bird died. Yeah. It, was, it exploded, it, dude. It, it was, was wild. So you should watch it, Amy. That sounds it's terrible. That it's sounds kind cursed. Of, it's kind of hilarious. That sounds cursed. Um, yeah, that dude threw 100 uh, miles an hour, too. There was a time at a baseball game where a goose flew into the scoreboard. Oh, yeah? yeah. There was a goose on the field uh, on a playoff game the other night. So that's why that came up. They were like, this reminds me of, I saw it on Twitter, like, this reminds me of this time. And a goose was in the field, and they kept chasing it and started to fly away. And they were like, there he goes. He's out of here. He's going to fly out the stadium. And then, boom, he flies the scoreboard. <laughs> he just falls down. They're like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> I love that they, like, called attention to <laughs> it. And they're like, uh, oh, The camera was never following mind. the goose the whole time. <laughs> Rip. Fuck. Um, yeah, so on his, his website, he, uh, he has a gallery, and he lists concerts, travel, and wildlife as, like, you know, the three that he's, he's showing off. And uh, he was on the sidelines for an NFL game a week or two ago. What? So he does he does sports as well, which That's makes cool. sense. So dude's like six foot five, throws a hundred miles an hour, and great photographer. It's fucking hilarious because like he made like millions and millions of dollars, and instead he's probably like out here driving down freelance rates. He's like, oh, don't worry, man, I'll do it for free. And they're like, great, we get Randy Johnson for free. <laughs> and his photographers are like, bro, what the fuck? Like, Oh, you're going to charge to shoot my wedding? Randy Johnson did it for free. <laughs> it's like for a friend of mine. Okay, fuck you. Um, oh, do you got something name me or you want me to yeah, go? Yeah, I, I learned um, what a melt is. Oh, yeah. So what is y'all it? were getting some some footage in for one of our sports clients. And I always hear you talking about a melt. Like, oh, I'll send the melt over. Oh, I got the melt. And I asked what it was. And I learned that it's literally everything that you will need for that project like all the different angles um from you know the shot of the game so it's i guess it's it's like a a full package i guess so they just call yep, it a melt the total, I, package. I the total package and aka a melt um and it mostly only applies for sports we think i think 
But that's the only time I've encountered it. The only time it. I've yeah. used it as well. Anyway, so that's what I learned. But the melt is very useful. It's the most useful thing. Um, all right. What I learned was that Koji Kondo, the guy who wrote the Mario music, hmm. um, I learned that those weren't. Uh, they weren't just like his own melodies. They were interpolated melodies from yeah. other places. Yeah, I, I feel like that. a lot of people knew it, but I learned it. And here's uh, some of the audio. This, this is the main theme. Mm-hmm. The original version. And this is a different song. This is a song called T Square or something like that. So he got that. And there's the underground theme. We all know and love this one. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the third one on this, I think is a stretch. Yeah. That's sick. That bass line. You gotta get get inspiration from everywhere. That's all it comes down to. Yeah, it's a bit of a stretch. It's... But still, pretty cool. I mean, it just shows, you know, what do they say? Good artists borrow, great artists steal or something like that? Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the saying. Is that the line? I mean, but obviously the interpretations of it are so different. Oh, like, yeah, totally, totally. I mean, I love it, though, you know? It's uh, it's really cool. I might have to put that Super Mario uh, theme song as my new theme song, like every time I walk <laughs> in somewhere. dun 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 um, all right, well, look at that. That's it. That one happened. Yeah, long-ass episode. That show went quite long. Thanks for um, powering through. Thank you for powering listener. through. Let's talk in the listener. Thanks um, for having me. Are we going to, Amy, what do you want to, are you want to plug anything or you want to say anything before uh, Chris gets to the socials? No, no, just um, happy to be here. All Catch right. you guys next time. Just I'm hanging on. out at 8 p.m. on a Friday. I mean, I will say one of the segments that we have in our little segment bucket is Amy's Game. And so we could have done another oh, yeah. Amy's game if we'd known you were coming on. No, but, no, it's okay. Yeah. I'll I'll be back with another game soon. Don't, right. don't you worry. All right, Chris, what do you got? Well, I want to plug our guest that wasn't to be. Follow him <laughs> yeah. at It's Tyler B. Yeah. Uh, but for us, we are at Sizzlerule Gang on right. Twitter and Instagram. We are SizzlerulGang at gmail.com. And of Burr. course, we have the Sizzle Reel cold line. That Ooh. is... <laughs> That's spooky this month. Yeah. <laughs> it's haunted. The haunted line. The haunted for, sizzle real cold. Just for the next line. couple of weeks. That's why it's so cold. You get a shiver. You call it, oh, is that haunted? That cold line? Give it a call at FebDef H do one. do one. Uh that is three three two three 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 forty three sixty one. And uh, you know, you fa- guys should call in with a like your scariest ghost story. Yeah, time. just call in with your cursed. Call yes. in with a ghost story. Ooh. Ooh. When did the footage disappear? <laughs> yeah, call I in. opened up the project and it was on V nine, but I had only edited the V six. <laughs> I opened up the project, but it was a Frankenstein, <laughs> uh, a Frankenbite. I don't know. Uh, g- uh, also, give us a follow, Shishkin Productions on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, give us a follow. We need it. And that's about it. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say either. A Shishkin Productions podcast.